This podcast replay is brought to you by Orvieto's Awards and more. For 35 years, providing everything from plaques to laser and UV printing. They do all their engraving and printing in-house for quality control. Call Charles at 305-949-8098 or visit them at orvietosawards.com. Orvieto's Awards and more, where recognition is rewarding. Good morning, boys and girls. Welcome aboard. Time to rock and roll on a Tuesday. I hope you guys are doing well. I know we're doing well. Bitcoin hit 53. Jasmine's over a penny. We told you about Jasmine when it was a, a third of a penny. So that's a 3X right now. That's a 3X. It's a beautiful thing. Ali, Alethea. Over four cents. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Those of you that got in about a cent and a half to two, you've already doubled. So we're talking Jasmine triple. We're talking double on Ollie. Hmm, interesting. Interesting. Ethereum approaching 3,000. H bar hit 12 cents. It's like at 11 something now, but uh, it is running, bro. Running, as we told you about H bar. Man, uh, we've been we've been waiting for this for two years. You know, it's funny because when I would tell people, ah, this is more about, you know, 24, 25, they were like, hey, two years ago, you're like, hey, you know. But now some of you have gotten in on the bandwagon and, you know, we've already been climbing, but we got a lot to climb, so that's good. A lot of you out there are going to uh, enjoy this run that we're having. So we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. Today at 4 o'clock, the NFL clubs will be able to designate their franchise and transition players. That'll go all the way through March 5th at 4 p.m. So we got to discuss that. Uh, David Dwork is going to join us at 1030 to talk a little Panthers, talk about the best team in town. Ira Winderman will stop by at 11 so we can talk a little Miami Heat. 1130, it'll be Manny Navarro, so talking a little Canes. So we've got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, let's see. Let's uh, do a little... Roll call. Stephen Gonzalez is first in. Jamie Zoria out in San Jose. Hoping everybody has a great week and smashing that like button. Ray Sosa, Kyle Cockrell. Yes, Jasmine is pumping. And so is Caspa for you. Nice, 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 nice. Uh, Dolphin Dave is in the house. Thank you, sir. Steve Chapman. Jay Gelfin is in. Looking forward to Ira talking Miami Heat today. So much to discuss. You are correct. Bunch of stuff to discuss with Ira. Ah, trying to get my foot positioned there. Okay. Uh, what else? Bradley Maddox is in North Texas. Thank you, sir. Bradley, I appreciate you tuning in. Crypto Finn says, let's go Bitcoin. You damn right. Maybe we had 53.54 today. Coach AJ in, Brandon Flood, Alexis Palenzuela, Brooklyn Rob. It's a Crypto Tuesday. Hope everybody's portfolio is green across the board. I know mine is very green. Big O is the crypto genius. I don't know about genius, but 
We're on a roll. That's all I'm going to say. We are on a roll of rolls. That's all I'm going to say. All I'm going to say is that the homework is paying off big, Brooklyn Rob. The hours spent every day, and I am not lying, hours every day on this for the last three-plus years, um, it is paying off in a beautiful way right now. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you, you, you know, because you've been doing it with me for a while here, but those of you that have followed pretty much our advice, you're like ridiculously in the green and the bull run is barely started. Okay. Those of you that have been listening to me, if you followed, you're way in the green and we're about to really explode. We haven't even exploded yet. So you see your bags there? Look at your bags and imagine your bags four, five, seven X. Yeah, Brooklyn Rob, I said that. Look at your bag and your bag's going to be four, five, seven X, maybe even 10, dude. From where it's at now. Okay? That's crazy. Because Bitcoin's going to, two time here it's gonna it's gonna go to 100 ethereum's at three those of us obviously brooklyn rob and you and a lot of you out there we've been at it for a while we got ethereum at 900 and 1100 and 1200 and 1300 it's at 3000 now it's going to jump to five to seven thousand easily i think it'll go to seven and ten in this bull run but it'll easily go to five to seven easily so when you start looking at all of that you know, it, and you start looking at like um, chain links at 20 bucks. I'm not a financial advisor by any stretch. I would not be surprised by the end of this bull run. We've got a 5X from where chain link is at right now. It's over $100 when it's all said and done. So, yeah, I, that's why when it's when when you start thinking about it and then the altcoins, they're going to. 5, 10, 15, 20x. So that's going to offset it and take it even higher. And then obviously that's not going to happen with Bitcoin or Ethereum. They're not going to 5, 7x right now. Over a couple of years they will, but not right, not right away. So that's why do not be surprised if whatever bag you have, and if you have a, if you have a diversified bag, of course, if you only have one coin or two coins and you're, you're at that mercy. You know what I mean? So that's a whole different ballgame. But if you have a diversified portfolio, you know, uh, kind of like where I'm at, where I'm over well over 20 coins, uh, it's every day something different is exploding. Some a, a new stage is set for the next one and all that. So it's almost every day I, I, I see something new like Vanar Chain. The last couple of days has popped up. You know, I don't know how many of you are in Vanar Chain. You know what I mean? Ando. I gave you guys Ando. Ando is, dude, Ando's climbing. Give it to a 24, it's at 36 cents. You know, things like that. So it, it all depends on how you've treated your portfolio. But uh, it's so important to, to diversify. Brandon Flood, vamos gatos. Good morning, peeps. Kachuk Bowl tonight. That's right. The brothers are facing each other. Uh, let's see. Uh, One-Eyed Jack, uh, Brian Walter, Dude67 is in Okeechobee. 
James Vivanetti, Giovanni, Chad, Ray Varnicus, Popeye, Sweet Baby Ray, Eat to the Moon. You called it. Oh, yeah. I was telling you guys the last couple of weeks, maybe two months, it's time to start loading up on ETH because it's going to start making a move. And they will have the ETF for ETH. No matter what you hear, it will happen. It will happen this year, maybe even by June, July. Um, Razzle Dazzle Crypto says, Jasmine, going to retire early, Big O. There you go, baby. I hope so. Big O, the crypto guru. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you, sir. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dogelin Mars hasn't even taken off yet either. Jump into it now. I'm, I'm not a meme guy. I'm not going to do the meme stuff. I, I, I go into real coins, um, real companies. Alexis Palenzuela, Brett Dodger. Smart investors can make money even in bear markets. Man, I, I gave everybody injective protocol on August of 2022. At a dollar forty-three or a dollar thirty-four, I forgot which one it is. It's like thirty-six dollars now, over two thousand percent in the middle of a bear market. In the middle of a bear market, I gave you Alethea at 0.88 of, of a cent, and it went to nine cents. We ten times it, and then it came back down during the during the dip, and then I rebought during the dip. I sold my profits. Right. I got my investment. I got profits out when it went up to nine cents. Then it dropped back down and it lived between a cent and a half and never went down as low to 2.1, 2.2 cents right around there. And I reloaded up for a year. Just bought a little here, a little there, a little there, a little here, a little there. And before you know it, I have a nice fat bag. And now it's popped up to four over four cents. So I'm, I'm, I've more than doubled my money again now. I 10 times did the first time with Ali during the bear market. Now we're about to go into the bull market and we're two-timing it. And Ali now is built ready to go where it wasn't when it went to 10 cents. It's like Cardano. Cardano got to almost $3 and it had no utility. It was all still being built. Now it has all the utility, the total value locked and the DeFi is growing. It's the fastest growing DeFi right now. You know what I mean? It's got NFTs. It's got a. It's, it's got uh, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, um, a metaverse. It's, it, it, it's got already usage in it now. So now instead of three bucks, I expect it to grow even more. Cardano, and Cardano is somewhere in the sixty something cent range. You know what I mean? That's the thing that happened in the last bull run. There were things that ran, and they ran Illuvium. Illuvium ran on an idea to a thousand dollars to two thousand dollars i'm sorry and it went all the way back down to 44 and guess what all the games are out now now it's ready to go so i loaded up when it was between 38 and 44 dollars and where is it at now over a hundred dollars so i've more than doubled that investment already and is it going to go back to a thousand or two thousand i don't know but i'm ready for it if it if it does you know what i mean but that's kind of understanding where crypto was four years ago and where these companies specifically were and where they're at now and what advancements they've made, what they didn't have then, what they have now. And that's the difference now. Illuvium is a closer to finished product now with 
active games and now people participating where it wasn't four years ago. Cardano, now it's got, you know, an ecosystem that is growing. It's got its own, um, uh, what's it called, utility coin, something it didn't have before when it teamed up with Cody to create that coin. I mean, there's so much going on with Cardano that wasn't going on before, but it's a matter of understanding the business. So anyway, there we go. Uh, ShareBear79, the multilingual one is in the house. Alexis says, I say if we get 10K, we all go to Tootsie's. Let's go. Let's go. Joseph is in. NorCal says TPP raised 67878 for the DCC, pushing for 75 k You guys are awesome. Sneak Attack 305 is also on the Jasmine run. Remember to take profits along the way, boys and girls. Kyle Cockrell says, I have 10 different cryptos. Any more than that, it's hard to keep up with. I have 80% of my portfolio in Caspo. The rest is in a bunch of 1% to 5% bags of various cryptos. Wow, so you, you've really put all your eggs in one basket. That's, I hope it hits for you, my brother. I mean, Casper has some, you know, some good reviews, but um, it's, uh, it's kind of risky. I would have I spread out my, my portfolio a little bit more, Kyle. But, hey, man, you never know. Uh, Julian in, oh, uh, don't get a lot of money to put in yet, but I was planning on putting 50 bucks in Solana. Do you co-sign that or recommend I split that 50 into a few cheaper coins? Um, you have, Julian, do you have any crypto? That's what I want to know. Do you have any crypto whatsoever? That's what I want to know. Is this the first $50 you're putting into crypto? That, that I need I need that question answered first. Okay. Uh let's see. Hunter Butler. True Fin fan. Uh, didn't you hear we're getting Penix Jr.? <laughs> True Fin fan, thank you for the love on the super chat. Remember, you can make a donation through Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show. Since so many of you are making some money on my advice, Cash Big O Show, that's Cash Big O Show, Cash App or Venmo. Captain Saki says, good morning, fellas. Checking in from Tarpon Springs, Florida, home of the Spongers. Gus Gus 1388, Giovanni Perez, can I get a lap dance in Bitcoin? I wouldn't give away my Bitcoin for anything. Not for a lap dance, not for anything. Give them... Give him Litecoin. Big O, is JJ sitting at 21? Is he the pick? What are we talking about here, bro? What JJ are we talking about? I'm, I'm brain farting right now. I'm not, I'm not even thinking draft right now. So I don't even know who you're talking about. Who's JJ? So um, I got 500 in Bitcoin. Now I want to start dabbling in other. Oh, dude, then put it all in Ethereum right now. All in Ethereum right now and then this is what i would do the next time around you get another 50 bucks then i would put 10 percent in solana i would put um let me give you 10 percent in cardano 10 percent in polygon which really hasn't made a run like it should um 
Let's see. Maybe a 10% in gala. Something like that. Spread it around. And then start adding 10% in different altcoins. And and I, I gave you a couple there. Even Polkadot at 768 is still a good deal. It's not a, the best deal in the world, but it's still a really good deal. And um, and it's going to run, man. You know, that's what I would do. I would spread it out a little bit. But Ethereum's about to make a run, dude. So I would take advantage of Ethereum. That's a good one right there. Solana's made a hell of a run already. Um, I mean, it's going to keep going. You can put 10% in Solana. That's what I would do. That's not a bad thing to do. But I would spread it out. I would start spreading it out. Like I tell you guys, if you got 100% pie, whatever it is, 50 bucks, 150 bucks, $300, 500, 5,000, 10,000, whatever it is, what I would do is 40 in a Bitcoin, 40%, 30% in Ethereum, and then 10, 10, and 10 into altcoins. And those three altcoins, I would just rotate and do three different ones every single time or, you know, and then repeat. You know, obviously, you're not going to do 400 different ones, but, you know, you pick six or nine different altcoins and then have that rotation and put them in there. That's what I would do. Okay? That's what I would do. Because it's safer to keep your money in Ethereum and in Bitcoin. Uh, let's see. Uh, what, if, what if it's Salma Hayek? I'm buying. I'm buying all the way. Uh, Razzle Dazzle Crypto says, always consider the market cap of crypto stocks. Uh, that will always give you reality of how much you can make. Exactly. Because if it's an incredibly, like the guy that said, oh, I'm waiting for SHIB to hit a dollar. SHIB won't hit a penny. You know what I mean? That's somebody that really doesn't follow crypto. Go look at their market cap. They're like, uh, what is it, 5.1 billion or something stupid? In order for them to hit a penny, that market cap would have to go to $100 billion or something. And that's just not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? So that's where Razzle Dazzle Crypto is a thousand percent right. Uh, Sneak Attack says, I know you were saying Bitcoin can reach 100K by the end of the year. How high do you believe ETH can get by the end of the... I think easily five to seven i i believe again i am not a financial advisor by any stretch whatsoever i believe in this bull run seven to ten for ETH. okay but five to seven safe uh oh the qb from michigan oh god yeah um yeah i'm not talking that's just stupid shit go go to those other places that you know all they can do is talk dolphins, so they have to create stupid shit. Uh, Big O, we have a tax-free savings account option up here in Canada every year. 6000 perfect spot for crypto investment since any monies are made are totally tax-free forever. Nice. There you go. Chili's crypto hasn't taken off yet and will soon. You know, um, I've been waiting for Chili's. I'm not a Chili's investor. But they have so many great partnerships with all these teams around the world, by the way, not just here in the United States. And it is kind of amazing to me that it hasn't run more, to be quite honest. So Chili's is one of those that I've been kind of like, you know, 
I'm not invested in it and I'm not saying it's bad, but I am like, I haven't seen enough from it, even the last few months, you know? So yeah, it's, um, that's a different one there. Uh, what else do we have going on? Uh, let's get to our three, a graphics, a sports calendar. Why don't we Alan Blanco and the great people there in high Leah, if your company, by the way, you need new uniforms, hats, magnets pens whatever it is you need maybe you're having a an outing where everybody needs to have the same t-shirt or something i don't know what it is anything that you need printed embroidered all that kind of stuff 3a graphics can do it tonight by the way the panthers are back in action they will host the senators at seven o'clock at the emirate bank arena at friday the heat are back in action they will visit the pelicans at eight Tomorrow, NSU is hosting Barry University at 7.30. Thursday, the Lady Canes are back in action at 7 o'clock, visiting Virginia. Thursday, FAU will host SMU, 7 o'clock. Wednesday, number 8, Duke visits UM at the Watsco Center. Tip-off will be at 7 o'clock. And on Wednesday, the season opener for Inter-Miami. Tomorrow, they will take on Real Salt Lake at 8 o'clock at Drive Pink Stadium. That is your 3A graphics sports calendar. All right, all right, all right. By the way, Orvieto's Awards and more. We love talking about Orvieto's Awards and more, and I've known Mr. Orvieto for a long, long, long time. Uh, Charles has been at this for well over 35 years now. Uh, laser and computerized engraving. So if you need something for your business, salesman of the month, salesman of the week, employee of the week, employee of the month, uh, whatever it is that you're doing, uh, fantasy football, fantasy baseball, fantasy basketball, you need a trophy or a plaque, you got a softball league, uh, whatever it is that you need, awards and plaques, UV printing, glass, crystal etching, uh, custom engraved uh, gift items, corporate recognition awards, plaques, trophies, medallions, ribbons. Uh, they do it all. Diplomas, lamination, custom framing. Please call my guy, Charles Orvieto. He'll get it done. They're at 1123 Northeast 163rd Street, right there in North Miami. 305-949-8049. That's 305-949-8049. And go to orvietoawards.com. Right? Uh, big O, we have, uh, let's see, we have, what is it? Uh, oh, do you think the city coins will ever come back to being traceable, tradable? Those, uh, stacking rates were great. No. And yes, no, in the short term, we weren't ready for it. And that's one of the things I talked about then is that the utility of the Miami coin or the New York coin or Paris or anything like that. And it was built on the Stacks network. And if you look at Stacks, it is climbing. Stacks is a, a uh, layer two that is on, on, on uh, the Bitcoin uh, blockchain. And so Stacks is uh, going to be a very, very successful company. If you're invested in Stacks, that's a good one that you're invested in. I'm not, but I'm telling you it's a good one. I don't have the money. I'm a working stiff. I can't invest in every coin that I like. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, uh, you uh, you look at it, and the city coins 
will work, but it's prop we're probably five to 10 years from then from now, because we have to get to a point where people are used to crypto and using crypto. And then you can start with the city coins to include them. And, and that's when we're going to have a little bit more because what you'll do is eventually use Bitcoin or something else to kind of back the city coins. Okay. That's probably what you'll do. You'll use some cash and Bitcoin in order to kind of back it. But in order to get there, we have to get people comfortable to using crypto on a daily basis. We're not there yet. You know what I'm saying? We're now starting to so people can get to know this and then watch it grow and then be a part of their lives. They don't know that yet, but eventually they will, you know. But the city coins know in the short term. Yes, in the long term, I can see it five to ten years from now. Yes, I can definitely see the city coins coming back. It was just one of those things that, you know, you would have to be really smart to to get it. And, and you, you know, the, the public has to be modernized, and they're not, unfortunately. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, stake my Cardano. Yeah, you can. By the way, you can stake it on uh, Exodus um, if you want. You can stake Cardano on Exodus. Uh, you can download the Exodus uh, wallet. Make sure you remember you mark down and write down your 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 twelve seeds words because that's your, you know, that's kind of the combination to everything. But uh, Cardano, you can uh, get it at three percent on on Exodus. You can get Ethereum staked at four point five five percent. You can get Polygon staked at 5.5%. You can get Atom staked at 17%. And VeChain is just under 1%. Solana, by the way, if you're a Solana person, you can stake your Solana there and get 7.6% on your Solana. That's pretty good. So you have certain options. Injective protocol, you can stake it for 15% on... Uh, on Exodus. So that helps there too. So if you happen to be invested in any of those, look into the Exodus wallet so you can get some staking rewards and make your money work for you. You know what I'm saying? So uh tag Wilkins. I well, I mean, dude 67, you listen to the show enough, right? You already know, right? He's not getting tagged. So I don't expect at least I don't expect him to get tagged. I expect them to be a free agent. Okay. I don't expect them back with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, let's see. What else do we have going on? David Dwork, by the way, will be joining us in a couple of minutes. Uh, let's do this. Give me uh, two minutes. Let's uh, break really quick. On the other side, we will talk hockey. Hockey with the one and only David Dwork, WPLG, right here on the Big O Radio Show. Great, you have a doorbell camera. Now you have a front row seat to your house getting robbed. You're breaking into my house! Ooh, there goes the TV. I'm sure it'll turn up at the pawn shop. No, not the TV! Just because you can see them, that doesn't mean you can stop them. With Slogans, you get 24-hour monitoring, a free home security system, and professional installation. Plus, free doorbell camera, one that'll actually work for you. Get out of my house! Get out of the house! Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. 
When presenting an award to an employee, athlete, executive, or fantasy GM, make sure you call Orvieto's Awards and more. For 35 years, these custom award specialists have been providing plaques, trophies, custom framing, while providing state-of-the-art laser and computerized engraving, UV printing, and glass crystal etching. They do all their engraving and printing in-house for quality control. Call Charles at 305-949-8098 or visit them at orvietosawards.com. Orvieto's Awards and more, where recognition is rewarding. Welton Rayom has more than 62 years of litigation experience handling insurance disputes. They're committed to resolving even the toughest insurance claims quickly. Call them for a free consultation. 954-966-4646. At Welton Rayom, they don't get paid unless you win. Property damage claims to your home, business, or condo as a result of a hurricane. Welton Rayom can help. Water, mold, fire, smoke damage, Welton Rayom can help. Call 954-966-4646. Welcome to Canesware. New store, new items, same great experience. Family owned and operated since 2010, Canesware has the latest merchandise from the Miami Hurricanes. Miami Dolphins, Florida Panthers, Inter-Miami CF, and more. Come visit us at our store in Davie on University Drive, just south of 595, or online at canesware.com. Canesware, the spot Miami fan shop. For over 16 years, EJDConstruction.com has provided South Florida residents quality craftsmanship, accurate project management, and exceptional service. That's why EJDConstruction.com is an A-rated member of Angie's List and the Better Business Bureau. When you're looking for the right custom home builder for additions or home remodeling, please call my friend Eric at 305-433-4843. That's 305-433-4843 for EJDConstruction.com. There's no need to drive around South Florida wasting valuable time looking for a new or certified pre-owned Acura. Go to the number one volume sales dealership in the Southeast United States. Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. Purchase with pace and space in a dealership tailored to your needs. From home buying to providing that personal touch. Contact the 2020 Satisfaction Award winner Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. 888-776-5123. That's 888-776-5123. Or visit them at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. The viewpoint, statements, or beliefs expressed on the following program by the host, guests, or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, Media Group, Inc., ownership, management, sponsors, or website. When it comes to South Florida sports teams, very few in the media have witnessed, lived, and covered it like the Big O. Let's start the program dedicated to your favorite South Florida teams with a passion that's unmatched. The Big O Radio Show is on. Here's the Big O.
All right, all right, all right. Good morning, Mr. Dwork. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. Good to see you. Are you looking good? I don't know about looking good. That's uh, that's kind of a stretch for me. I could never look good, but uh, but that's very nice of you. Appreciate you. Uh, Panthers are looking good. I mean, it is just crazy, dude, to watch. Dare I say how complete they are? No, no, they've they've built Bill Zito and his staff have built a really deep team. The moves they made in the offseason, like they're all for a reason. They're all paying off very well. It's almost like the fact that they had to start the year with the defenseman injured was was kind of a, a positive thing for them because now they've got maybe one of, if not the deepest blue lines in the NHL. Um, and the, the way that they play hockey. It's not just that they've built a really good team, like when they won the President's Trophy a few years ago and they were scoring goals like crazy. Uh, now they've got a team that's not only good and talented, but built for the playoffs, specifically telling you that we are a playoff-style hockey team. Uh, it, it's hard to poke holes in them right now. Oh, No, no, dude, listen. Um, you know what the theme song was a couple years ago. Meow, 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 meow. That's what I gave them because they were absolute wussies. And since Zito got there, he changed the entire tude of this team now. Yeah, they'll score on you, but now they're also willing to punch you in the mouth. Yeah. And that's something that was not existing. It was developing last year. And that's the reason why they were able to, you know, have success. But they weren't complete yet. This year, they are as complete as I've ever seen. Because, dude, remember, we, you and I had conversations three years ago when I'm pissed and I'm just watching, like, the airplane scene. The woman's freaking out and everybody's in line to smack her around. That's exactly <laughs> what they were doing to fucking Trocheck in every game. People would just take liberties and just take shots at Trocheck, and we wouldn't do shit about it. Those days are done, bro. That yeah. that that soft ass team from a few years ago, and then it just started to get tough because Zito got here and saw exactly what I saw. This team isn't tough, and then you had to bring in a coach also that wanted to bring that kind of an edge because I think we've got to give also the coach who has an edge to him. You know what I mean? It's like, he's a super classy guy. And then at the same time, he's wants to drop the hammer on your ass. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I really love the way they have remolded the character of this team. Yeah. And it started for Bill Zito's first moves were bringing in Patrick Hornquist, bringing in Radko Gudis, and it kind of all moved from that point on uh, setting the tone, not just in the locker room, on the ice, just across the board, just a different, you know, mindset with this team. And since then, that work ethic, that hard-nosed, uh, and then, as you said, adding Paul Maurice and the style that he brings, it, it all just kind of perfectly came together. Uh, and then, uh, as we just said, you know, the moves that he's made uh, from building from last year to this year, I, I think the big differences are between special teams being so much better than they were last year, but both on power play and uh, penalty kill. And, and then just the progression of Paul Maurice's style. Like you saw it starting in the playoffs last year, how they were looking like a team built for this. And they've just continued on that path. They've gotten better and better at playing that style. And as we saw the other night against Tampa, like cool. it's a nine to two game. 
you know, maybe you can let your foot off the gas a little bit. And then Matthew Kachuk said, no, Tampa showed up for the third period. And they said, no, we want to do this. And Florida's like, okay, cool. This is where we want to go anyway. You know, so they're, they're built for this right now. The only thing you have to hope as a Panther fan is, you know, that the injury bug doesn't come and bite you in the ass because as this team is built right now, it's hard to see anybody that can knock them off in a seven-game series. No, I know. That's, that's why, I mean, it, it is so impressive to watch. It's exactly what we wanted. It's exactly what we've been clamoring for for a while. And then, you know, we've watched Verhage's star rise here the last couple of years. And then what Reinhardt has done this year. Jesus Christ, dude. I mean, talk about putting no pressure, no, like taking a load of pressure off Kachuk and Barkov because having Verhage and then having Reinhardt do what they're doing. Are you freaking kidding me, dude? Like, yeah, that's a joke. joke. (laughs) They're blessed. They're very blessed. And then when you see what Kachuk has done, you know, since he turned it on right around January 1st, uh, it's, it's pretty incredible what the Panthers uh, forward depth is really able to do. Uh, You know, just thinking about Verhage, like he's looking like he's going to be another 40 goal guy for the second straight year. He's going to probably have more points than he did last year. And this is a guy who's maybe the third or fourth guy that gets mentioned. And then, as you said, Sam Reinhardt. A clutch son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. A clutch well, son of a, a bitch. Shooter. He's a shooter. Yeah, but, but, but he's a money shooter. There's a difference. There's the guy that can shoot all that, but when the pressure's on and you need something big, that's what I love about Verhage. He's proven it since three years ago when he was playing with QB and Barkov that he was really the fire that year in, in the postseason. You know, overall, he's the guy that we like, oh, bro, he's the guy showing me more dog than the other guys. You know what I'm saying? And he has just yep. – and then now Reinhardt. Holy – did you see this coming? No, I mean, I, who did? Did he see this coming? I mean, you know, Paul Maurice has said that Reinhardt put in a ton of work in the offseason. Like he – you know, he kind of alludes to Reinhardt recognizing this as his free agent year and he could potentially cash in if he does what he's doing. And, I mean – Look what he's doing. It's ridiculous. He's almost, what is he at, 39 goals? He's one away from 40 right now. And we still have like 30 games left in the season. Uh, it's pretty remarkable. And the guy has done it just like all these Panthers have. They, they just maintain at the same level. They're all so just chill and so professional. And they come to work. And, you know, and it's just a great group of guys. Like nobody's, you know, he's not getting a big head. Nobody's getting a big head. Nobody's talking about how great they are. Uh, it, it's just when Bill Zito brought these guys in, it wasn't just the talent. Like he was looking at the good locker room guys as well. And I, yeah, it's just amazing what's blossomed here. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about the the stretch here. I mean, is uh, you think we can hang on here to the number one seed? Because that would be amazing to have home ice throughout the playoffs. Yeah. The way that I kind of view the Panthers right now are like a diesel engine. Like they've warmed up, they're rolling right now. They, there's, you know, what's going to stop them is, you know, a potential something breaking down. As long as they stay healthy, I don't see really anything that's going to slow them. It's because they're they're not kind of raising up above anything. They're playing to their strengths. They're doing what they want to do. They're just rolling right now. There's nothing that's going to get in their way but themselves. Uh, as long as the Panthers continue to play this way and the goaltending doesn't fall off. And, oh, that's another thing. This might be the uh, best goalie that's, tandem. That's what yeah, I was like, yeah, that's they may nice. have never had this good of a one-two punch in net because Bob is right now peak Bob in the Panthers uniform, never been this consistent. 
and Anthony Stolarz. And this is a team that's been blessed with some solid best backups over the years. Road, the best road goaltender in the NHL. Yeah. Well, the best road team in the NHL. You know, they, they oh, work hand in hand. Isn't Stolarz the best goalie? Yes. On the road, like efficiently, like isn't that isn't that the the deal? That's really the best. The best goals against the best save percentage. Yeah, you know what it reminds me of. This is crazy, but I'm going to tell you, it reminds me a little bit of the Dolphins. And and I'll tell you why. I know you're going like no no no. Let's go. No no. I want to hear it. Uh, Teron Armstead. Armstead's a stud. This year they found the Kendall Lamb who filled in perfectly for him they fucking found their kendall lamb at goalie bro i mean they found a guy that can just step in and you know there isn't there isn't a beat missed when bob leaves in fact sometimes you might even get a better player uh, on the road sometimes because stellars is so amazing to find and, and by the way kudos to the panthers over the last few years I think it was what was it a fourth stringer that got us into the playoffs last year? Was he yeah, a third? Well, that that's the thing. They've had Alex Lyon, they've had Chris Drieger, they've had some very solid number twos exactly. and number threes. Exactly. They've had some really good backups overall. This guy is better than all of them. I mean, wow, yeah. dude. It is amazing to watch Stolars play. Yeah, it's and awesome. he's built like an offensive lineman, too. He's huge. And <laughs> But no, it's it's credit to again, and you know they've got this goalie excellence department that the Panthers lean into. That's led by Roberto Luongo and his brother Leo, and they do a great job. They found Anthony Stolarz, and they recognized him as a very talented, perhaps undervalued goaltender that had been on some not so good teams. And he came here, and I mean, look what's happened. I I feel like I keep repeating myself, but I mean, it's just this this staff Belzito has built. They continue to just hit hit after hit after hit. Yeah, dude. I mean. you know, and it's like you, you still have to pay people and they're still paying their people. You know what I mean? Which is kudos to that. That's the other thing. You get to cover a team that the ownership group doesn't give a shit. They want to win. They're not they're not penny pinching, whatever, whatever money's available. They're going to try to spend it to try to win. You know what I mean? And then you got yeah. the front office and you got the coach and you got the players. It's got to be a real pleasure for you to be able to cover this now because there was so much incompetence with the Panthers for so many years. Now it's elite from top to bottom, dude, from ownership all the way down to the players. No, it's, it's great. I mean, when you see not just like, obviously the money is, it's great that they invest. And I mean, it's, it makes sense. This is, these are guys that have made their money. They've, you know, their careers as investors. So they see the potential with this team. They know what they could maximize if they invest. So it made sense that they would be putting the money into it. But when you think of also the time and the effort and the just the hours that they spend, not just the front up, but when they hired Zito, what like Matt Caldwell and his guys did and all the time they did just to bring him in and then the coaching search and like everything. They're so meticulous about it. They pay attention to the analytics, but they don't just pay attention to like they have every facet covered. And it, it's, it's a great thing that they've built here. And I think to your point, it's uh, something that, the longtime Panthers followers have deserved. Uh, they've seen yeah. this team in some low spots over the years. And so to see kind of everything running so well and to see it performing and to see just the right decisions being made, uh, it's, yeah, it's been a long time coming, but it's great to see. And they are, they're deserving of what they hopefully are going to get in a couple of months and, you know, in the next few years, but we'll see. Yeah, let's hope so, man, because that would be really cool to see a, 
a Stanley Cup championship here in South Florida. Listen, man, uh, this is what they have to do. And they've got the team across the state. That is the, you know, the, the biggest hurdle in front of you is right in your own state. So if you can overcome them, you can definitely win, you know, the Stanley Cup. And, and so far, they're, if, I, if I'm correct, they're 2-0 and against Tampa this yes. year. Right. So, yeah, both of them in Tampa, too. All right. So we've got the Kachuk matchup tonight. Talk to us a little bit. Give us a preview of the Senators. Oh, I'm, I'm excited to kind of see. I, I don't I don't want to say a continuation of the first game, just because, like, if you remember, there was like two big brawls in the third period and like 160 penalty minutes. So, yeah, I, you don't want to encourage that. But it was a fun game to watch. So I'm, you know, I'm excited to see kind of how it develops tonight. Uh, and I feel like the, the Kachuk bowl element is really like that didn't play a big part. And like Matthew did, like, but the two of them, they don't really, you know, they don't mix it up. Like, I think they, they know better. They don't want Mama to be kicking their asses about it. But um, no, these are two teams, you know, it'll be interesting. Ottawa's kind of out of it at this point. Uh, you know, they're like, you know, they're not going to be in the playoff mix. So a team like that can be a little bit dangerous, especially when you think Ottawa, they've got some talent. Uh, they've got some really good players from Giroux. Uh, they've you got Chikrin. Load management in hockey? <laughs> no, they don't do that in hockey. Mm. Oh, well, it's not. Yeah. So right. no, it should, it should be a fun game tonight. You know, we get, we get to see Bob again. It's always a good time to see Bob, right? I, I, it's always, it's always good, but it's just, it's just funny how, you know, one sport doesn't take the entire regular season serious. And then you watch hockey, which is a hundred times more brutal than the NBA. They play as many games. And we're they talking about total different people, different athletes. Hockey yes. players are, are a different breed. They, they could be 0-72, and, and they will give everything they have for the last 10 games of the year just because it's a sport where you can't go 99%. You're going to get hurt if you go out there and you don't give everything you have every shift. And it's, it's just the way that the game is. And basketball, you can jog. It's a pleasure as a fan. You know what I mean? I've gotten to the point with basketball that I'm just like, I'm at wit's end with it. It's like, all right, guys, I'll check in for the playoffs. You know, we can it compare gets, it to like what we saw in the '90s and the '80s, and that was like so awesome. Yes, that's what that's our bar. Like the new generation, they don't have that really to to bring it down. They don't, you know, they don't have that to. And I feel like we're into a whole other conversation here, but no, but but it, but it's it. It's not a whole other conversation. It's really part of the conversation because we need to give hockey more and more love for the fact that they actually provide the entertainment. They care about the product throughout the entire season, not just the postseason. So to me, and by the way, it's one thing, it shows you how much they care that seating just doesn't matter sometimes in hockey. Home ice just doesn't matter in hockey because nobody's mailing it in. It's yeah. what you said. If you don't get on that ice at a hundred, bro, you're gonna get you're gonna get schooled and you're going to also get hurt at the same time. So to me, yeah. we have to mention this because when we have an entire sport that wants to take off the entire season and still charge their fans, meanwhile, hockey gives you your money's worth in every game. And by the way. You're watching your arena that you go to now every every game pretty much full now. Yeah. It's, well, it, it's also why the hockey playoffs are the best playoffs, just because any team can win any series anytime. You never know what's going to happen. And, you know, in other sports, particularly basketball, you, you don't see those upsets very often in the playoffs. And, you know, with, with hockey, uh, 
it's just, it's great. I love it. I feel like it's the best sport. I mean, hockey and football for me are like 1A and 1B, but I don't know, man. Just something about hockey. All right, what are you working on so folks can check you out and tell them about the podcast? Yeah, I, right now, man, it's all happening at uh, thehockeynews.com uh, slash Florida, um, you know, daily coverage of the Panthers. I'm also doing, um, as you mentioned, thank you for mentioning it. I'm doing a podcast with Roy Bellamy called The Hockey Show uh, nice. every week on uh, on the Levitard Network, and uh, we're having a blast. We went to All-Star a couple weeks ago. Um, so it's um, it's been a lot of fun, a lot of Panthers coverage. And as you said earlier, it's a great time to be covering the Panthers, and that thought does not escape me uh, at all. So yeah. Uh, Lots of yeah. Panthers coverage for you. And you've earned it, bro. So uh, you've gone through all the tough times and enjoy the good ones now, baby. Because uh, Amen, brother. good times coming. Follow him on Twitter at David Dwork and catch him there doing his thing with the hockey news. Uh, no PLG still anymore? You're not helping them out? No, I'm still at PLG as well. All right. All right. So PLG too. And then obviously check out the podcast. David, as always, thank you, my brother. Appreciate you immensely. We'll catch up another time. Thanks for having me. Thank you, sir. There you go, David Dwork, baby. Panthers, by far, by miles, the best team in town. Can't wait to see the game tonight against the Senators. I mean, it's just a, a lot of fun to watch the uh, the Panthers. Top Gun Indoor Range, Steve and all the great people out there at Top Gun Indoor Range. They know how to get it done. Tell them that Big O sent you, 305-306-7333, folks. They do provide... Um, what's it called? Uh, self-defense classes for the ladies out there. So check it out. Great family atmosphere and the largest indoor archery range in South Florida. The last time we were there for our shooting contest, and we're going to have another one at the end of March. Uh, there was a group of uh, ladies out there doing the archery. It was actually pretty cool. Uh, my wife and my daughter are doing a little bit of the archery too. So go check it out. Uh, gun sales, of course, Glock, Six Hours, Smith & Wesson, safes. They've got all kinds of accessories, holsters, uh, you name it, uh, uh, scopes, all of that. Get on down there. Check it out at Top Gun Indoor Range right off the Turnpike and 120th, 305-306-7333, and tell them that Big O sent you. Trust me, Steve and the folks will take care of you there at Top Gun Indoor Range. All right, all right, all right, all right. Got a little bit of a dip after things took off. Well, at least not for Jasmine. Still at a penny. Up 30%, almost 31%. Immutable X up almost 2%. I like it. Bitcoin at 51.6. Must be, it, this is my guess. Must be the markets are doing bad. Yeah, the Dow is only up 10 points. The S&P is, uh, no, the Dow is only up 10 points. The S&P is down almost 29 points, and the NASDAQ is even, actually. It's right at zero. Uh, Panthers are playing playoff hockey every night in the regular season. Bodes well when the real hockey season starts. Amen. Uh, dude, 67. I don't know, man. I understand a lot of money, but guys uh, like Wilkins don't come around every day, and it's going to affect Sealer if Wilkins is gone. Ah. I'm not going to go with that. I think they'll bring in another good player. And so I, I'm I'm not going to worry so much about it. I think you can replace him. So uh, that Reinhardt line three stuff was killing me. LOL, glad they fixed that. Alexis, I'll be there Saturday at Emirates Bank. 
Um, let's see. Brady Kachuk uh, plays just like Matthew. Young captain, feisty, good hands, better fighter than Matthew, but you'd love to have them both on your team. Who knows? You might, you might get the brother on the team, too, when it's all said and done. Who, who the hell wants to stay in Ottawa, bro? You know what I'm saying? Who wants to stay in Ottawa? So, um, let's see. Big O, if Wilkins wants 25-plus and Finns don't want to pay that, then why wouldn't they tag him for 19-7? Because they can't keep that, lo that money locked in. That 19-7 takes up that space. So that's almost a twenty million dollar hole that is 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 taken away from your cap. So you can once you you negotiate a deal, you can actually bring that number down. But since you're tagging him, that's a hard cap number that will not happen. I don't believe that will happen. Okay, look, man, I there's there's nothing says that I'm always a hundred percent right about these things. Um, I I just think that a lot of you are. Let's put it this way. We're going in two different directions. I think some of you are putting, you're overvaluing him, and some of you might think I'm undervaluing him. Okay? So that's where we kind of stand. And I think the front office can find good players. And I think they can find another good, young defensive tackle that they can groom and develop. They've got a first and second round pick. They'll have an opportunity there to draft a, a defensive tackle somewhere in that area. You know? I uh, I just think he's not worth the money that he's asking for. And I don't think his sack numbers this year were as impressive as some of you think it is. As we've talked before, all of his sacks except one came against bad teams and bad offensive lines. And I think that's how they're going to look at it. That's just me. Again, I could be wrong. Here. Here's what I'll do. Again. Okay. Let's go to the stats and check out Mr. Wilkins. Okay. Uh, Christian Wilkins. Here we go. And here's his game logs. Okay. Uh, here's a sack column. First sack came against New England in week two. The other half sack came against the Giants. Then he got two sacks against Carolina. Okay. So that's three and a half sacks against bad lines. New England picks up his fourth and a half sack. So two sacks against New England. Two sacks against the Jets, the worst offensive line probably in football. Giants are second worst or something. Uh, Patriots are third worst. Um, Tennessee, he picked up a sack. Then he got a half a sack against the Jets. So two and a half sacks against the Jets. Two sacks against Carolina. And two sacks against New England. And he has the one sack against the Bills. No sacks in the postseason. He's not getting the money. So, you know, 
however you guys want to look at it, you can look at it. Again, I think you're overvaluing him, some of you. And those of you that are overvaluing think I'm undervaluing him. That's where our stalemate is. Unfortunately, that's our stalemate. But I don't believe you pay Christian Wilkins $25 million. I think it would be crazy to pay Christian Wilkins $25 million when he does not produce big plays in big games. Okay. So I just, you know, I'm just, I'm going to go by that. And I will be telling you that they're not going to tag him. We we will find out, right? We'll find out. Uh, let's see. NorCal says, "See you Friday at the casino." Yes, sir. I get to. Uh, I go to the. Do I go? Is it Friday or Monday? I go to take off my uh, my stitches for my foot. Thank God, I'm starting my third week of this crap. Oh, man. So disappointed, too. This Friday, I want to go see Vandenberg. NorCal, you want to take me to Vandenberg on Friday? I'll buy the tickets at the Parker. My wife has got to go to a birthday party. So, and uh, my man Greeper is going to another concert. I really want to see Vandenberg at the Parker. NorCal, you're in town, but I need a driver because I can't drive. You know what I'm saying? Are you willing to go see Vandenberg with me Friday night at the Parker? It's on me, bro. Okay? It's on me. I'll take you to, to Vandenberg on me. Well, Will you do it, NorCal, is the question. All right? Friday, will you save my ass and get me to see Adrian Vandenberg? I haven't seen him since the 80s. He shreds, bro. So really want to see Vandenberg. But I got to get a friend of mine to take me, and um, and I'll buy them the ticket. So NorCal, you tell me. I'm not driving. I'm Ubering. Damn it, bro. Damn it. Big O, I'm about 30 minutes behind the live show. How do I purchase crypto? Last week you mentioned, uh, go to crypto.com, my man. Crypto.com, uh, open an account there. Exodus is another one where you can buy also and, and, and hold your crypto there. And buy a Tangem wallet. That's a cold storage wallet where you can move your stuff there. And you can also buy crypto there too. Okay? So there you go, my brother. And then learn how to use DeFi. Uh, YouTube, man. YouTube will show you how to use any website, any of those sites, how to use crypto.com, find the video. How to transfer from crypto to Exodus, you watch the video. How to transfer from crypto to Tangem, watch the video. They, they have videos for all of that. Okay? They're all on YouTube. You can check it out. Ocala Joe is in the house. My leg is getting slightly better, sir. It's not really the leg. I mean, the foot's fine. It's just I can't I can't do anything. Can't go anywhere. I can't move around much. I can't even go to a damn concert. 
Like I would have gone Friday if my wife was available, but she's got to go to a little girl's. It's her niece. You know what I mean? So she's got to go to that party. Me, I want to go see Vandenberg on Friday. So. I think people value his antics more than his play. His personality is what everyone sees. I think there's something to that, Eddie Lepp, that part that's very likable. I have not been to a John Mayer concert, and I know he can jam. He's good. No doubt about that. All right, let's do it. Our number two is underway, and Ira Winderman from the South Florida Sun Sentinel will join us with our Acura Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA report. Heat fans, time for the best insight of your favorite team with insider Ira Winderman, exclusively on the Big O Radio Show. It's the Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA report. Here's Ira Winderman. All righty, all righty, all righty. How you doing, Ira? How's the travels? You know what? I'm enjoying the non-travels because it picks right back up after the All-Star break. The Heat won't be home again till March 2nd. Off to New Orleans, Sacramento, Portland, Denver, and what'll be a challenging trip. So it's been a nice little bit, nice little respite. Most of the Heat guys getting the week off. Bam, All-Star game, Jaime Dunk contest. So they'll be rested, but there really are challenges ahead. Well, let me, let me, you know, before I get to the All-Star game stuff, which wasn't anything big, but the challenges. And I'm very intrigued about this Heat team and the finish now because Ira, Ira, I need to see the team I saw the last two games. So the challenge for Eric Spolstra, and again, they have the perfect superstar for this because Jimmy's not a me-me guy. He's not, I got to get my 30 shots off. He's more than willing to facilitate, defend, help. He loves watching other people excel. So I don't think that's much that much of a challenge. And it looks like Jimmy's now maybe turned it on and he's going to try. Um, I need to see, because one of my complaints with the Heat the last couple of years is you're a two-point team in a three-point world. Well, I saw a three-point team the last two games, Ira. So talk to me about the challenge of playing that basketball for me the last two games. Except... We've spoken ad nauseum on our Acura Pembroke Pines report about Jimmy, Tyler, and Bam being able to play together. Ah! And you can say it all you want, and you can wish it into existence, but they won the last two games without Jimmy Butler. They won the last two games without Josh Richardson and Terry Rozier, so Tyler Hero could be more of Tyler Hero, so Bam gets a little more free reign on what he wants to do, so Duncan Robinson gets featured more as a three-point shooter because there's a role for them. So again, it's not about how much talent you have. It's about how the talent meshes. Right. What we haven't seen this season, honestly, Big O, when you think about last year's playoff run, Tyler goes out first half of the first game. We didn't see it in last year's playoff run. It is crazy that we are four years into this cycle with Bam and Jimmy and Tyler, and we still don't know how it works together when right. all three of them start. So... On one hand, you want to see this the final seven weeks of the season. On the other hand, you also are in go time. You have to win. Because if you haven't checked the standings, they're in seventh place. They're in a play-in place. They have to win games while they're learning on the fly. So it's interesting. We always talk about the Heat trying to develop while trying to win. Now they have to try to develop chemistry 
while also understanding the win column is everything. They are tied with Orlando for number seven, number eight. The Heat could face this path in the postseason. First round of the play-in for the number seven seed, Heat at Orlando. Magic's pretty good, especially at home. If the Heat lose that game, Heat against probably at home the winner of Atlanta-Chicago. Hey, they lost to Atlanta in the play-in last year. They trailed Chicago in the second half. For the right, and you could say on matchup you want to avoid. Because Big O, I would argue with you, Milwaukee, Philly, Knicks, Cleveland, I feel absolutely fine about that. But if you're going to ask me about the heat against the Celtics, with the Celtics having revenge in mind, having added Porzingis, having added Holiday, you don't want no number eight seed this year. So there's a lot of work to be done. Yes, nice takeoff point. Beat Milwaukee, beat Philadelphia. But you have to keep it going, and you have to make it work with Jimmy Butler. Yeah, no, I know you have to. But again, you can. That's where I have some hope because Jimmy is the right star to make it work and and facilitate and all of that. By the way, we're going to become more of a three-point team. Jimmy's been shooting the three a little bit better this year. So. No, and, and he knows he has to. But here, here's, here's the question I've been getting a lot since Duncan Robinson has had this really nice resurgence. In your starting lineup, you agree with me, Big O, you're not taking Jimmy Butler out of the starting lineup, correct? Are you? And of course, not. Okay. you're not taking Tyler here out of the starting lineup because, you know, the pilot, you know, the backstory there. Come on, Big O. He earned his way in. He's played well. And you didn't give up a first round pick for Terry Rozier not to start him. I have no problem there. No, no. So I want to those start. three are your starting wings. You can't start Duncan Robinson. You can't play the same game you played the last two games. There's not a starting role there. So what Eric Spolster has to do is manipulate his rotations. There is one way for this to work. And that's if you start Jimmy Butler at power forward in a league without a lot of power forwards. I'll give you a perfect example. You're going to play a Friday game against New Orleans. So you're going up against Jonas Valanciunas, and of course you're going to have Bam on him. But Big O, there's no reason that Jimmy Butler can't guard Zion Williamson as your starting four. For sure. If he plays your starting four, then you can start Duncan at the three, Tyler at the two, Rozier at the one, and get your best lineup on the floor. God bless Nikola Jovic. God bless Caleb Martin and Haywood Highsmith for what they can do. But I can give you an alignment if Jimmy is willing. But Big O, at 34, 35 years old, do you think Jimmy wants to take that pounding from the start every single game as a power forward? Or do you believe Eric Spolster needs to push him in that direction to get his best possible team on the floor as long as possible? I think Eric has to do what he has to do. And, and, and if you're Jimmy Butler, you want to win a title? Well, then, you know, do what the coach needs you to do and you can do it. You're, you're not severely overmatched anyways, you know, at that at it, if, if, if we're talking about a really elite power forward, okay, then that'll be a problem for him. But there aren't a lot of those anyways in the league. So, yeah, you're right. I think uh, why not try it at this point? See, the only difference between you and me is I don't have that sympathy for Tyler Hero. And when you say earn, I'm sorry. Tyler Hero hasn't earned jack shit yet in this league. He hasn't earned jack shit for the Heat he never stays healthy. He never stays in the lineup. He's not reliable. So to me, Tyler Hero hasn't earned diddly squat. Okay, everybody's still waiting for the kid with the scowl with the from the from the bubble. You know, so for me, I'd rather put him on the bench and keep. Why, why not Terry Rozier? Why Terry Rozier is a given? What has Terry Rozier proven? 
Nothing, nothing. But I think Terry Rozier is willing to play some defense and he can run the offense. And that's exactly what he is. Not Tyler is stuck in the middle and he's really not a defender either. And so then that also hurts you. So I like him to come off the bench and give you life with the second group. That's where I think Tyler would well, actually. You know what? I'm going I'm to disagree a little like we often do with the Acura Pembroke Pudge report for this one reason. Terry Rozier is not going to be there when they resume play. He's still out with the knee strain at least one more week. Okay. So you're probably going to wind up starting Bam, maybe Caleb, one of the guys, a power forward, Jimmy to three, Duncan at the two, Tyler at the one. I would tell you this, Big O. If Jimmy, Tyler, and Duncan work, I would stay with it. And I'd tell Terry Rozier, you know what? You came into midseason. You're in a playoff race for the first time in five years. But we're going to let this roll because we realize, just like Big O said at the top of this hit, you need that three-point shooting in today's NBA. Now, Yes. Against bigger teams, you start this trip, you go to New Orleans, you go to Sacramento, they're playing Harrison Barnes in the four, you're fine, you go to, you go to Portland, they don't give a crap, who cares who they're playing. What about Jovic? Yeah, he's, well, he's doing all right. He is at spot moments, and then I'll tell you this, then you get to Denver at the end of this trip, and you saw what happened with their size when they had Jokic and Aaron Gordon kill them in the finals. That's yeah. when you need a true four, or at least the size of a four. Maybe you play Jovic on Jokic, so you can play Adebayo on Gordon, and you do start bigger in those games. So, yes, there are spots along the way. He started Jovic against the Bucs because they had Brooke Lopez and Giannis. You have to go bigger. You're not telling Caleb Martin to guard Giannis or to guard Lopez. So I get that. So you know what? Be flexible with the pieces you can be flexible with. But like you said, understand three-point shooting matters. Understand this is a scoring league. No, you don't need to score 211 points but you need to score a little bit more than what you have because the defense really has started to come around. And by the way, yo bitch has been performing. The kid looks good, bro. Oh, he's he, Milwaukee. he didn't look just good. He looked yeah. fantastic against Philadelphia. That's what you get with a 20 year old. You get 24 points and you get four points because he's still growing. This is crazy because I'm writing the story. I, I posted the story this morning at sunsentinel.com. Yo bitch is still four months from being allowed to legally drink in Florida. So the, you got to remember how young he is. He's coming along. He says, yeah, it's crazy. Either I start or I don't play. But he understands the process as well. I think he's looking more and more like a keeper. I'm glad they didn't throw him away when they made the deal for Rozier. I'm glad they didn't cast him aside in trading for DeLon Wright instead of getting him on the buyout Blazers, market. Blazers are hating life right now. They screwed up big time. You know what? One of the things I really want to do when I go to the Blazers game after I talk to you next week in Portland, I want to ask Joe Cronin flat out, did you refuse to take the Heat's calls? I know he's not going to answer and probably look at me like, who the hell are you? But I need to know that because then he blew it. If he took the Heat calls and he made a decision that, hey, I like this deal better, that's fine. But, man, can you imagine Big O the other way? I love Damon Lillard. Don't kid yourself, even with the Milwaukee struggles. But imagine if the Miami Heat now didn't have any future first-round picks, didn't have Jaime Hawkins, didn't have Nikola Jovic, and were so all in the moment with 35-year-old Damian Lillard and 35-year-old Jimmy Butler, there would be no future here. No, oh, I know. I know. That's why I don't have a problem with turning the page and, and going young because I like what they have in the youth. And mm -hmm. I, I love what their front office is doing. They can find people now, drafted or undrafted. They're doing it all the damn time now. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I think this is 
it, they've had better draft picks, but what I'm saying is lately they've been doing the best job drafting lately. You know, they've been consistently drafting and finding, and who knows, Alondis Williams might be the latest guy and what they're doing up there in Sioux Falls and developing guys up there that they're so loaded with talent in the developmental program. They couldn't even get Jamal Kane off his two-way deal to a standard deal because they're working through all these other guys. So it does say something about what they're doing. Again, I am all in for development as long as you don't start complaining that they're not in the East Finals every year. You can't well, no, always have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. Right. But, at least, you know, the other thing you want to do is kind of keep yourself a little bit more liquid so you can then find that other Flexibility. star. Right. Flexibility. And maybe next time when you might have to offer a Hakez and offer Jovic, it won't be for a 35-year-old. It'll be for a 28-year-old. So you'll have that future there as well. I agree exactly. with that. I, I totally, I totally uh, want it that so way. We'll All right. three years down the road, trade Hakez and Jovic for Luka Doncic, and we'll deal with it. But that's three years down the road. What'd you think of uh, All Star? I was happy for Hakez. Um, I, by the way, I, I thought McClung got screwed on the first dunk. Uh, he should have gotten a better score from them. I didn't expect him to win, but I love that he got an experience to be a part of the whole thing, hang out with some of the big names, do that deal, you know, do the dunk with Shaq and all that. Uh, I, to me, that's that was important for Hakez and super smart by the league. Hey, bro, this is one of the top rookies. Right. Let's get his ass involved in this weekend one way or another. I didn't expect him to win the dunk no, contest. No, and, and he showed how charismatic he is exactly. and how he appealed to the Latino market, and he played that up with his Mexican heritage. So I really thought that was a couple of good things right there. The kid gets it. The kid didn't go in there disappointed if he didn't win. You could see he relished every single moment right. out there. Now, the issue I have with this, this is the NBA Slam Dunk Championship. And two years in a row, a G League player, one who's not even in the NBA right now. So, Big O, I would say this. If Matt McClung can win, you might as well just open it up to all the street ballers and we'll just get the best human beings out there dunking on that stage. The NBA has just lost its footing with All-Star Weekend. They regained some of it with Sabrina against Steph, and that was fun. Maybe we'll see more of that. That was good. Yeah, but, but also, I mean, even the skills competition, I don't know if you got to watch or not. They didn't even know what the freaking rules were. They didn't know what was going on. They were making left turns and they were supposed to go right turns. This is a tough time for the NBA. Sometimes you just realize you reach a point of critical mass when you've done all you could do and it's time to move on to something else. Well, your problem with the NBA is if you're not taking the regular season serious, we're going to get to the all-star now? Right. Why would you? And please, enough of they have to pay them more. If it takes money to incentivize, then they're not proud of their game. Big O, the winning players of the All-Star game each got $100,000. If that's not enough for them, then no amount is going to be enough anyway. It's a game as time sort of has come and gone, or just accept it for what it is. It's a no-defense shooting exhibition. It's sort of a, a three-point shootout in competitive form, and you just accept it and move on. Don't be this curmudgeonly old man that, oh, in my day, they used to, well, in your day, it used to be a different day. Right now, 20 of 30 teams in the NBA with the play-in advance to the postseason. So you have a lot of players protecting themselves for the games that matter more. So right now, that's the way it is. Yeah, it's sad, unfortunately, especially when you watch hockey and they give you amazing effort every single night and they care about the regular season. What do you got going on the Sun Sentinel so Heat fans can check you out? Well, I did my story about Nikola Jovic and how it's been start or nothing, and it's going to be start or nothing the rest of the way, maybe even some G League time. 
but he's established a foothold. And it was so important that game in Milwaukee to show what he could do and for Doc Rivers to take note of him. So I think that's a really important factor. In today's paper at your doorstep, I broke down the Eastern Conference playoff race. And you know what? The schedule is tough. Right now, they're projected by a bunch of analytics and metrics to finish number seven. They have to find a way to get ahead of Philly or get ahead of Indiana. And that will require this, an every game matters approach. So they have five back-to-back sets left. You know what, Jimmy? You know what, everyone else? Play both games. You've told us all season through the first 52 games or so, 54, 55 games, that, hey, you're waiting for go time. Go time is now. You have two months until the playoffs. You could use that extra week before, the, you know, when the plane is going on. We'll see how serious they are right now. But we also know they did it the hard way last year. So in the back of their minds, they're saying to themselves, now eh, we could do it again. That's going to be really hard for Eric Spolster to turn it around. And of course, now we're waiting for DeLon Wright to show up. Perfect play with the perfect time. Not saying he's going to play ahead of Rozier. Not saying he's going to play ahead of Richardson. But those guys are out. And because it's go time, you need someone now. And all of a sudden, you can guard quick point guards on other teams. Two thumbs up for that. Yeah, oh, you know, definitely. They, they have improved the point guard position drastically. They've got two capable bodies where they had one that wasn't capable of doing practically anything. So hell of a move by the Heat to improve themselves to get to the uh, playoffs and hopefully make some noise. Follow them on Twitter at Ira Heatbeat. Subscribe to the South Florida Sun Sentinel. As always, thank you, Ira. We will catch up later on in the week. Or catch up with you from Sacramento with the crack of dawn next week. Thanks, Big O. Thank you, sir. There you go. Ira Winderman and our Acura Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA report. You've been listening to the Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA report with Ira Winderman. When you're looking for award-winning service and great deals from the number one volume Acura sales dealership in the Southeast United States, you go to Craig's in Acura of Pembroke Pines at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. Yes, sir. And go check out the certified pre-owned vehicles. They've got a beautiful selection, the largest selection there of brand new cars in South Florida for Acuras. Of course, the number one volume sales Acura dealership in the United States. And that's at 15601 Pines Boulevard, just off of I-75 in Pines. Tell them the big O sent you. It is Craig Zins, Acura of Pembroke Pines. All right, all right, all right. Uh, let's see. Orlando looking ahead. How ugly will this will this get with Jimmy Butler this summer? What do you think? I don't know. I'm not worried about that right now, Green Line. Can't think about that right now, man. We don't even know what's going to happen. So let's wait till we get there instead of talking about something that is not existing right now. What will be missed from Wilkins more than anything is his locker room attitude, his play. Dime a dozen. Ocala Joe is in. Eddie Lepp, I think people value his antics. I think I read that one last time. Um, let's see. Cosa Nostra. Big Om about 30 minutes. Oh, okay, I got that. Let's see. What else? Thank you, Lenny. I am hoping for a speedy recovery. Hopefully more to four than, than six weeks. Um, true fin fan says some people just don't understand what the real issue with Wilkins is. He's a good player demanding top tier money. Wilkins is barely worth sealers deal. Thank you for your services, sir. See ya. Dude, 67 big O becomes Frank the tank from old school. 
What did I do? Uh, can we order a Lombardi trophy for the Dolphins? We can. We can order one. I'd like to earn one, but we got to order it. Brandon says he's not scared of no Celtics. Robert T is in the house. Any chance Alondis Williams gets a chance? We'll see. He's still young, but he is uh, improving. <laughs> uh, let's see. Andrew says, Big O, have you talked about the Panthers yet? No, we haven't, bro. We haven't talked at all about the Panthers. We just had David Dork on the insider, bro. You may want to rewind and check out the entire Panther interview there, my brother. Uh, did you guys see Brees Hall? Brees Hall uh, approached by a fan at the airport. They were at the um, baggage uh, carousel. And uh, this dude, if you want to uh, take down the... Uh, the board there. Okay, you got it down. All righty. So this dude approaches uh, Brees Hall for an autograph and gets rude. So, uh, this asshole, and see, this is where you know, he's like, he doesn't want to sign, and he's actually telling him, Come on, slap me, you know, because Brees didn't want to sign at that moment, right. And says, hey, there's a time and a place for everything. And right now, I don't feel like being bothered or whatever. And uh, that's Carl Banks, the giant great next to him, trying to kind of, you know, get in the way of this all. And these are the moments that make fans look like absolute idiots. I mean, that's a guy that just wants an autograph probably to sell it. I mean, if you're a real fan, you don't act like a douchebag, dude. You're going to run into people at times at moments that they may not want to do something. They don't, and they're not, Brees Hall's not required to sign anything or to take a picture with you at all. And at the moment, if he doesn't want to be bothered, you got to respect that, dude. Walk away and say, damn, it sucks. I didn't get it. You know, sometimes, listen, if they're rude, then that's different. You know, like if you're like a Warren Sapp type, who's one of the biggest assholes in the history of sports. Okay. This guy is, is as king size an asshole that exists in all of pro sports. Warren Sapp. Terrible, terrible person. Treats people like shit constantly, okay? I don't know if he's starting to change in his older age. I don't really care anymore, okay? I have zero sympathy for Warren Sapp. Zero. Now, if you're Warren Sapp, then that guy, go ahead and be a dick if you want. You know what I'm saying? 
But if he's being a decent human, hey, listen, right now I don't want to sign. All right, cool. Thanks. Walk away. That's it. That's all. All you ask is that you're a decent human being about it. And it wasn't like Brees Hall was being a dick, but that guy was being an absolute asshole. And that's the part that th those are the moments where sometimes, you know, um, fans don't deserve signatures and fans don't deserve the benefit of the doubt because of moments like that. This is how the story goes. Now you see the video. All right. And Hall's, uh, let's see, um, Hall's great performances on the football field has made him familiar to fans. As seen by this latest incident at the airport, TMZ Sports published a video of a fan pressuring him for an autograph, which he declined. The video circled social media, so Hall felt it was necessary to comment on what happened via his ex-account. If you know me, you know I always show love. There's a time and a place for everything, but harassing me at a baggage claim ain't the time or the place. Um... Thankfully, Carl, my guy, Joe, were there to keep anything from happening. Okay. Uh, Brees Hall was thankful for the support. Da -da -da -da. And uh, oh, and then Mike, Micah Parsons says, these aren't fans. These are resailers. They do not represent what real fans are, Parsons tweeted, which is true. But it's just like sometimes they, they, you're not entitled to the autograph. You're not entitled to the picture. You're not entitled to a moment with anyone that's a stranger. And in today's world, you got to understand, you got to be even more careful than ever because you really cannot trust anyone whatsoever. But these are the moments where I don't have sympathy for some of these fans because there's a bunch of you out there that are real fans and you really care about the players and that kind of stuff. And when the player's cool in return, that's the, that's, that's the important part, that he's respectful, he's cool about it. Hey, I, I, not right now. Okay, cool. No problem. There, there has, you have to have some level over there, and we're way past that nowadays. People just don't respect other people's space. Uh, let's see. Dolphins have to Vin six the account East this year if they bought find a head coach. Well, uh, Dolphin Dave, bro, um, we need English. I'm not sure if you speak the English language, but you did not type the English language there. Dolphins halved to win six, Vin six, the account East this year. If they bont find a head coach, Dolphin Day from Illinois. They have to win the East, and if they don't, they have to find a head coach. I'm going to translate the gibberish to that. That's what you get too, Sean? Yeah, that's what I got. Okay. NorCal says, I think the Dolphins are allowed or allowed to change their logo this offseason. Do you think they will make any changes to them? No, doesn't look like it. Did you hear Marino? Marino says he doesn't think that Ross will ever change it because that's his baby. That's an ugly baby. Should have had an abortion. 
let's see. Uh, look at the number of wrestlers who are being chased down to sign every time at airports. Very sad. Well, there's nothing wrong with being asked. It's the respect at that moment. Does the wrestler, the artist, the musician, the athlete, do, do they... Do they do they not do they not mind being bothered at that moment or was it a bad time at that moment? You know, and they didn't want to be bothered. That's just that's the key right there. That's all. Just respect. Just respect their space. They don't owe you a goddamn thing, dude. If they give you a picture or a, a signature, it's because they're doing you a favor. They don't owe you shit. They're not required to do that at all. God, I can't get comfortable with my foot. Ah, damn it. Anyway. Let me, uh, let me get here to uh, a little birthdays and music history. Manny Navarro will be joining us in a few minutes. We should be joined by Manny. Have a little fun with him. Uh, pretty good birthdays today. I actually looked at the list. Sometimes I just go cold. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo, pop singer, 20. Rihanna, 35. Kurt Cobain was born in the state in 67. We lost him in 94. Miles Teller, movie actor, 36. He's Rooster from Top Gun. Um, Trevor, Trevor Noah, comedian, host. He is 39. Uh, Cindy Crawford, model, 57. Charles Barkley, basketball player, 66. TV host, too, right? Uh, Ivana Trump was born on this date in 49. We lost her in 22. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Sidney Poitier, born in the state in 27. We lost him in 22. Brian Luttrell, pop singer, Backstreet Boys. 48 years old. Uh, Ian Brown, lead singer of the Stone Roses, 60. Pretty good list today. There you go. That is birthdays celebrating today. Okay. And let's, uh, let's go with uh, a little music history. Why don't we? Today on January, uh, February 20th, what happened today on February 20th in music history? Uh, in 1960, on this date, a 16-year-old guitarist named Jimi Hendrix made his stage debut when he played a show at Seattle's Temple de Hirsch Sinai Synagogue. He was fired halfway through the gig because of his show-off style and wild playing. Jimi Hendrix at a synagogue. Interesting. In 82 on this date, Pat Benatar married musician-producer Neil Girardo in Hawaii. In 1970, the Plastic Ono Band released their single, Instant Karma, which John Lennon wrote, recorded and mixed in one day the month before. In 76, all four members of KISS on this date had their footprints put in pavement outside Hollywood's Grumman's Chinese Theater. 
In 2003, 100 people on this date died after pyrotechnics ignited a Rhode Island club during a great white show. The band singer Ty Longley was also killed in the tragedy, which happened when foam soundproofing caught fire. The blaze sprayed so quickly, fans all tried to escape through the same exits. The two club owners and the band's former tour manager were all charged with involuntary manslaughter. That was a terrible day. Uh, in 2004, Queens of the Stone Age, Josh Holmes said he would carry on with the group after bassist Nick Oliveri and singer Mark Langnan left it. And that's what happened today in Musica history. How about that? We uh, Can you send uh, Manny a... Uh, oh, there he is. The man, the myth, the legend, ready to go. Manny Navarro and our Canes wear Miami Hurricanes report. The viewpoint statements or beliefs expressed on the following program by the host, guests, or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, media grouping, ownership, management, sponsors, or website. If you're a Miami sports fan, there's only one store to go to. And that's Canes Wear at Miami Fanwear in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your inner Miami CF, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, t-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2655 South University Drive in Davie. And open 24-7 online at caneswear.com or innermiamiwear.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Canes Wear, the spot where inner Miami and all Miami sports fans shop. Time for Canes fans to get what they want. Information, insight, and perspective. It's the Canes Wear Miami Hurricanes Report with Manny Navarro. Exclusively on a Big O Radio Show. Here's Big O and insider Manny Navarro. Hey, how you doing, my man? How was the pickleball this weekend? Uh, it was great, man. Uh, ended up finishing in second place. My uh, partner, Elliot Fernandez, and I, we took second in the division. Wish we would have won, but... Uh, did all right. Did all right for our uh, second tournament together. We finished third and second our first two tournaments. That's pretty good. Okay. I like that. I like that. Where are you guys playing at? Well, we, we play at top-level uh, pickleball uh, in Miami. Uh, they, they run a bunch of tournaments throughout the year, and uh, those guys, JC and, and Ernie, they, they do a great job running all the tournaments. You have guys from all over South Florida, the country, Where? coming to play. Uh, we played at the Big Five. We played at the Big Five this past oh, weekend. Really? Right off of 8th Street? Right off of 8th Street, yeah, and uh, 99th Avenue, I think it is, is where it was. That's where they, they held the tournament, and uh, it's a club uh, where where I think it's a $100 membership a year, something like that. And, uh, you're, not, but, you're not Cuban if you don't know the Big Five. Well, absolutely. You got, you're got you an honorary Cuban if you do know what the Big Five is, in fact. <laughs> I mean, so, come uh, on, bro. But, brother, I haven't been to the Big Five since the 80s? Yeah. Yeah, that long. Wow. Wow, it's a beautiful facility now. I mean, that, what the way that they fixed it up is ridiculous. I have not been there in decades, dude. You decades. gotta go check it out if you go, if you start playing pickleball, which I, I think you said you you, you might am, give it a shot. Uh, go 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 down am, there. And, the wife and I are gonna, you know, once I get my foot fixed, um, right. I am going to, you know, the next thing is getting shape. I'm I'm losing weight already. Yeah, as you can see, the face is, it's not round anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I'm, I'm in the process of at least dropping weight uh -huh. and uh, that way I can uh, start to get in uh, in shape. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So maybe I will. It's not too far from us. You know yeah. what I mean? But pickleball courts are popping up everywhere, dude. Every park now has 
you know, pickleball courts because that thing is just out of control. Great workout for, for people who are a little older like us. And, and what I love about the game, for, for those who haven't played it yet, all ages. You can go out there and play with a 70-year-old, and, and he'll be just as good at, at returning the ball and, and smacking it at you as a, as a 30- or 20-year-old. And, and so that's the fun thing about that. I like it. Uh, dude, um, before I ask you anything, Canes, what, what, are you, what are you looking at, like watching Chip Kelly leave and watching coaches leave head coaching yeah. spots, going to coordinators? So is it just – has the, even the money is not enticing enough to be a babysitter 24-7? Is that what it is? Too much bullshit in college football. That's really what it is. Oh, I mean, it's uh, it, it, guys don't want to deal with the NIL aspect of it. And and you got to think about it. While, while we've all known for years that that, that players get paid, right? We, we've known that uh, college players get induced to pick certain programs. Somebody drops a bag, et cetera. It's an entirely different world now where you have to re-recruit the players on your roster. Before, it was just the... The high school guys, right, or the or, or the uh, the JUCO transfers, right, the guys who were looking to get in. Those are the guys. Now you got to recruit the eighty-five guys on your roster every single year, and uh, if you want to keep them, and you know, find example, the money for it. Example: the story now that as the Canes lose, they might lose Nigel Pack. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. like, oh, okay, so you guys aren't any good anymore. Yeah, I'm gonna go get my last year, go get money somewhere else. And mm -hmm. I'm leaving you guys now, so then it becomes that much harder for Laranega to rebuild the team again next year, because now he's got to also replace Nigel Pack. Right, and 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 it, and it happens to all these Group of Five schools all the time, which is why you've seen guys that have Group of Five head coaching jobs leave to go become an assistant coach at a South Carolina or a Georgia State, because the money in a lot of ways is equal. And now, hey, what? I don't have the pressure of having to recruit an entire roster. I can just go coach football and 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 recruit my position versus be a guy who's counted on to to worry about an entire football team. So I would uh, imagine Chip Kelly like told um what's uh I forgot the Ohio Ryan State. Day. Ryan, Ryan Day. Day. Like, okay, hey, I'm coming to coach. I don't want to deal with this recruiting and and, yeah. and I crap and all that. No, no, no problem, coach. We'll handle all the recruiting. You do the coaching. I would imagine that's kind of what Chip Kelly wanted. Chip Kelly just wants to coach and well, I can tell you. I can tell you all the time. I can tell you a Chip Kelly story just from when I was hanging out with the South Florida Express a couple summers ago, and I called you in the car ride. Right, remember that yeah. that, 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 that where I did, and I was there with Brandon Ennis, who ended up at Ohio State. Uh, we we drove to USC, UCLA and USC with the entire South Florida Express football team. Uh, USC put out the red carpet. You know, uh, Lincoln Riley, all the coaches. They gave these guys special access. They uh, let them go inside the building, do all kinds of cool stuff. UCLA. They sent out their like D team to go greet us. Like one of the one of the trainers, uh, somebody in the recruit. No, Chip Kelly was in his office. Never came out to meet any of these kids. He didn't even bother. He didn't care. He didn't want. He didn't want to deal with. Hey, I got to sit here and wine and dine these 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 you know, five Punk. star and four star kids. I don't want to deal with that. Right. I just I, I'd rather just go out and use the transfer portal. So so for some guys, this was inevitable, and and we've reached the point now where when you have a power to right, where you have a, uh, the, the Big Ten and the SEC that makes so much more money than everybody else, they're able to pay assistant coaches what head coaches would make in weaker conferences. Wow, that's, that's amazing, dude. I mean, it really is uh, the way things have changed. And, and the ba it's just a, a big old babysitting job that you, you've got and, and, and people don't want a part of it. Uh, any 
I know we talked on Friday. Any movement at all with the coach, with the running backs? Coach? Yeah. Well, no. We they, they they had the running backs coach previously. Now they have they settled on the uh, the DB coach, Chevis Jackson, who actually I mentioned him to you uh, maybe two weeks ago when this first went down. When uh, when their previous coach what uh, joined the Bills staff, uh, Coach Adai, uh, because he he coached with Miami's defensive coordinator at Marshall, Chevis Jackson. So. It's expected that he's going to be the next uh, DB coach for Miami. Chavis played at LSU, uh, you know, was an SEC guy, has recruited the SEC and and the ACC territory. So uh, from from a fit, uh, you know, as long as he works with the defensive coordinator and they get along, him and Lance Guidry, uh, that's what I kind of expected to happen. Uh, you don't you don't go out and just you know find uh, some ridiculously uh, good DB proven DB coach. You find a hungry coach at this stage in the game when when you're when you're hiring somebody in February. So uh, Chevis Jackson's a guy that wants to rise up the ranks. This is a, a raise for him, and uh, he gets to work with a with a familiar uh, coordinator in Lance Guidry who who worked with him at Marshall. Dude, is um, what what happens with the Pac-12? Well, they're they're all. I mean, they're everywhere now. You have four of, uh, of the former Pac-12 teams that ended up in the Big Ten, and you, and I think you had six ended up in the Big 12. Uh, the Arizonas, the Colorados, Arizona State, Utah, all those schools. And then the last two, um, it, it's basically the Pac-2 now. It's Washington State and Oregon State, and uh, you know they're trying to hold on to um, the, their, the money that they, they got for last season, right? Everything that they were able to generate from... from Are they going to try to bring in schools now? Is that they're, what they're going to they're, they're work? They're going to work now with the Mountain West um, to see if they either move into the Mountain West or the Mountain West moves into the Pac-12. They've got a three-year window, I believe, to sort of resolve and get back to a minimum of six teams to remain as a conference. So uh, I, I suspect that what's going to end up happening is... They'll end up merging with the Mountain West. They'll probably rebrand it in some capacity, and uh, you know, try to stay on. But they're not going to be—they're not going to be viewed as a power conference right now. As it as it stands, it is the power two in a lot of people's eyes. Man, it's it's the Big Ten and the SEC with the ACC and the Big Twelve sort of holding on for dear life, so they can have one of those you know uh, five guaranteed. Uh, college football playoff spots. Uh, you know, they just came out with the 12 team uh, redoing the 12 team playoff format today. Uh, the NCAA officially announced that it's, it's going to have the four power conference, uh, you know, winners uh, plus the, the the highest ranked group of five winners. So uh, for schools like Oregon State and and Washington State who were left behind, uh, it's it's try to get it together in the next two to three years and see if there's a way that you can remain uh in a position to maybe be uh, a group of five conference that earns a spot you know with being a highest ranked program etc and i ask you because they they just announced Teresa gould as the the commissioner now of the pac-12 and i'm like <laughs> what are you bro that's like uh yeah, yeah. You've been the ceo of velvet cream donuts <laughs> yeah it's it's it, like i said um there's, look there's crispy there's <laughs> Where the yeah. fuck is velvet? There's no velvet cream. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, brother. <laughs> being the CEO of the Pac-12 now, or the Pac-2, or whatever, right? Like uh, that's not that's not a job I really want, dude. Yeah. Um, well, I, I I think look, obviously, like I said, they're they're trying to re to regroup, and for the Mountain West 
and these other group of five conferences, schools like San Diego State and Boise State and, and you know, tr to try to get together with Oregon State and Washington State, you could say you're the best group of five conference, right? If you're able to, to sort of bring those teams in and Oregon State and Washington State remain competitive, which they have been at times. Oregon State was a good team this past year. Uh, Washington State with Mike Leach was respectable uh, before he left from Mississippi State. So those are programs that in the past with the right kind of coach – uh, can be a you know eight nine ten win program and, and be competitive. So we'll see we'll see what happens going forward. But you're right, man. It, it is funny now hearing you know thinking Pac two and and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, and what where that conference is going? God, man. Yeah, that's uh, that's some sad stuff. All right, what are you working on the athletic so uh, folks can check you out, my friends? Well, today I'm writing a uh, piece on the uh, twelve. Uh, best roster additions since the end of the season, right? Uh, we know spring football is going to start on March 4th. That's when the uh, first practice is supposed to be. So uh, we're looking ahead, doing a little bit of roster conversation. So we'll have the best uh, 12 roster additions. Uh, That'll be coming out probably tomorrow. Uh, and then we'll have a piece on the 12 best returning players from Miami, guys that were on the team last year and who we expect to be major contributors for this coming season. So we'll, we'll, we'll have a little bit of Hurricanes talk uh, on The Athletic there for you to, to check out. All right. Follow him on Twitter at Manny underscore Navarro and catch his work here twice a week doing his thing with our Canes Rare Miami Hurricanes report. And please subscribe to The Athletic. Manny, as always, thank you, my brother. We'll catch up later on in the week. Good talking to you. Take care, buddy. Thank you, sir. And don't forget, visit our friends at Canes Rare. Brett, all the great people out there, man. They know what they're doing. Jeff, you name it. Uh, guys uh, rock it out there every single day. They got anything and everything practically with a Canes logo on it. Maybe you need a new light for the bar with a Canes logo on it. They've got that heat gear, inner Miami gear. Hey, the, lead, the, the, the season starts tomorrow. So if you're going to the game or you're going to watch it on television, you're going to a bar, get yourself a little kit, man. Get yourself a jersey. Get yourself a, uh, an inter Miami shirt, a messy shirt. Go over there to Caneswear, man, 2655 South University Drive in Davie, literally next to Las Patas, Caneswear.com. Welcome to Caneswear. New store, new items, same great experience. Family owned and operated since 2010, Caneswear has the latest merchandise from the Miami Hurricanes, Miami Dolphins, Florida Panthers, Inner Miami CF, and more. Come visit us at our store in Davie on University Drive, just south of 595, or online at caneswear.com. Caneswear, the spot Miami fan shop. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Jasmine holding over a penny. I like it. Immutable X up to $3.50. We were talking about Immutable X when it was 44 cents. Now it's $3.50. Wow. 7X, baby. 7X. Uh, Alethea under four cents now. At four, up 440, 3.8 cents. Pretty good stuff. A little bit of a dip here, which is good, which is good. It's good for some folks out there. Get back in the game. Uh, oh, did you see how Madonna fell at her concert? She did a great job moving forward like nothing happened. I, I, I read a note about it somewhere on, I think, social media, but I have not watched it. I, I need to watch the video. 
She's pretty old, too, so got to be very careful there. Dude 67 is a Stone Roses guy. Nice job, dude. I like it. My mom's birthday today. Well, happy birthday, Giovanni, to your mom. Okay. Mrs. Castelloni, I would hope. Happy birthday to her. Uh, what you gonna get for Brees Hall? I don't know. I don't, I don't somebody trading Brees Hall or something. I have no idea. Uh, today in music, NorCal says Axel Rose cancels a live performance with throat issues. I made this up, but it's very possibly true. LOL. F you, Axel. <laughs> I'm sorry. Didn't have my glasses on. Dolphins. David, you're the best. Oh, did you say yesterday you will be doing some crypto-only shows? Yes, yes. And I just did one on Sunday. I will be doing one later on today. And it'll be all on social media, Twitter. Okay? So I will post one later on today. Uh, later this afternoon, I will do a, a, a short crypto show, like, you know, 20, 30, 40 minutes, something like that. Not very long, but we will be going over things in crypto today, uh, and it'll be social media. Like I always say, man, hit the notification bells. Uh, that way you know when we're on and when we're broadcasting. Uh, that's always important. Don't forget to hit the like button. Hit the hell out of the like button. Very important. So you can check out the show that we did uh, a couple days ago on Saturday, I think it was, not Sunday, Saturday. Okay. Brees Hall was being harassed by a fan for autographs at the airport and, advi and advised no. Buddy went out. Yes, we, we played the video. We talked about it already, my friend. And I felt bad for Brees Hall because it's definitely not his fault. Did you see Anthony Rendon? Anthony Rendon is what I call a coward. Okay. And, and I'll tell you why he, he is a stinking coward. Anthony Rendon. Es un pendejo. That's how we, we like to call people like Anthony Rendon. Un pendejo. Do you know why he's un pendejo? Because this is a guy that signed a big deal and has not lived up to it. In fact, let me uh, let me read it for you here. 236, 229, 240 the last couple of years. He was on a tear in 19 and in 18 and 19, in 17, 18, and 19, or actually 16, 17, 18, 19, where he had 38, 41, 44, and 44 home runs. He drove in during that time 85, 192, 126 RBIs. Then got this big ass contract with the Angels. He has hit 11, 13, 10, and six home runs in the last four years. He has hit 31, 34, 24, and 22 RBIs. Okay. And I tell you that Rendon is un pendejo and 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 a punk and a coward. And that guy doesn't have one ounce of a man. Okay. Because this is a guy that's been severely criticized and well-deserved because he's been a dog of all dogs. He has been one of the biggest busts in the history of all of sports signing a big ass contract. So he puts out, 
about baseball. It's never been a top priority for me. This is a job. I do this to make a living. My faith, my family come first before this job. So if those things come before it, I'm leaving. And let me explain the child psychology behind all of this. We all know your family should be first. Sean, whatever happens for us, family, whatever, he knows it. I tell him first, family first, bro, go. Go take care of it. He's got a family issue. He tells, bro, don't explain. Go. There's no questions asked. He has a personal issue. He has a health issue, whatever. Hey, I got to do it. Go take care of it, dude. Go take care of it. That's priority. That's what I tell Sean every time. Does Sean have to tell me that family and health is first? No. He not have to tell me that. But you know how Sean works and I work and, you know, a lot of you out there work? That work means something to us. And so Anthony Rendon is trying to play child psychology with the rest of us because he knows he's been an utter failure and he hasn't lived up to that contract. And because he can't live up to the contract, because he is a choking dog, es un perro, un pendejo, okay? And he has folded like a cheap tent under all of that. He now throws out the guise of, well, guys, this isn't that important to me. Like, hey, it isn't that important to me. Maybe that's why I'm not doing that well. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Tú lo que eres un descarado, That's what you are. That's all, bro. You're a piece of shit, Anthony Rendon. You're a coward, bro. That's why you threw that out there. Instead of saying, you know, this has been the roughest four years of my life. I really wanted to live up to this contract. I have failed the Los Angeles Angels. I have failed the fan base. You know, baseball means a lot to me, and I'm trying my best. And I know that, I, and, I de and I deserve the criticism that I get. That's what a man says. Because us men, we address our shortcomings. We address our mistakes. That's what we do. That's what human beings do, men or women. That's how you get tougher. You face your, your, your mistakes. You face your failures. But trying to play this child psychology bullshit, you know, and now he's getting ripped for not saying how one. That's because, of course, he's a failure. He's a choker. Anthony Rendon is one of the biggest Amarillo players in the history of baseball. Edipo es Amarillo. That's all. He's a choker. He's a dog. Un pendejo. He has no ounce of man in him. That's why he answers like that. Because your job should mean something to you. I'm not telling you it should mean more than your family. I'm not saying it should mean more than health. But it should mean a hell of a lot to you. And you should always use it as a priority, especially when you're getting paid and you're stealing, robando the amount of money that Anthony Redon is robando for being a, a little wussy that folds in pressure. Because that's what it is.
So go play the child psychology somewhere else, my brother. On this show, we're going to expose your ass, Anthony Fendong, Pendejo, Choker, Amarillo, Thief. That's what you are, buddy. You probably should be arrested for thievery is what you should be arrested for. Yeah. If Descarado was a crime, you'd get the electric chair. Hey, don't forget, if your business wants to be a part of our platform, 786-754-4664. That's 786-754-4664. Uh, you can't lose weight on bacon and sugar? Probably not. Now, if you eat one strip of bacon and have one Coke for the entire day, I think you can still lose some weight. Brett says, a joker, a smoker, a toker, a midnight choker. He sure wants to steal that money. That's right. Anthony Rendon. What a, what a piece of crap that guy is. $300 million absolute mistake is Anthony Rendon. That's what he is. An absolute mistake. Anyway. Uh, don't forget, folks, you can make a donation through Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show, Cash App or Venmo. Seeing. We got going on. All righty. I think we're going to wrap it up, folks. You got any questions for me? You got anything for me? Uh, Sean, did you watch Raw last night? Any thoughts on the last match? That's from FinFan, Sean. You got something? Yeah, Chad, I think they're setting up for WrestleMania, Jay versus Jimmy. Okay, there you go. Well, folks, I think uh, we're going to wrap it up. We thank David Dwork. We thank Ira Winderman. We thank Manny Navarro. We thank all of you for tuning in, as always. Uh, we will be, um, God, I want to say March 15th will be our first broadcast at the Youth Fair. And we're going to be out on the on the midway. By the way, we're going to have uh, we're going to give away some family four packs. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, the fifteenth, we will be broadcasting in the afternoon. They will be afternoon shows like last year, uh, and this time we're going to be out in the midway. So it's pretty cool because we get to broadcast out in the midway now. Uh, the fifteenth of February of March. I'm sorry, the twentieth of March. And I want to say April 2nd, I want to say, is April 2nd a Wednesday? That Because uh, it's a Friday, the 15th, and then two Wednesdays after that. And I want to say it's the 20th and maybe the 2nd or something like that. It's a Wednesday. Um, I know we uh, did the meeting yesterday. So we'll have three broadcasts over at uh, the Youth Fair, and they will be afternoon broadcasts. All right, because of my foot and all that stuff, I have to be a little later 
I, I have a I have a private driver. It has to be my wife. So that's what I was saying. I need a private driver for the concert on Friday to go see uh to go see Vandenberg. So unfortunately. Hey, um, what's it called? That's a Tuesday. Oh, it's a Tuesday? So maybe it's the third. It's a Wednesday. Yeah, maybe it's the third, I think. I, I I'm not sure about the third date, I'll tell you. I know the 15th and the 20th for sure. The, that's a Friday and a Wednesday. We're definitely doing those. And then there's one more. Not sure exactly, but yeah. So we've got three of them, and we'll have some fun with that. And don't forget to call our friends at Slowman's at 1-800-ALARM-ME. Last-minute thought of the day, pendejo. Rendon is treating his job like the way a teenager working at McDonald's usually does. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, maybe he can go in for me tonight and wait on some tables instead, and we can split his contract, Big O. I'm all for that. I'm all, I'm all for you getting his contract. Because I am sure, Jimmy, you work a hell of a lot harder, and you're more reliable than Anthony Pendejo Rendon. Okay? I'm pretty sure of that. By the way, did I talk about pot sales at Madison Square Garden? So the world's most famous arena could soon be the greenest. A top New York State cannabis regulator recently predicted that marijuana will one day be sold at Madison Square Garden. The new frontier... Uh, they're going to be selling weed at MSG eventually. Damon Fagan, chief executive, uh, chief equity officer at Cannabis Management. Um, MSG, by the way, declined to comment, but no further indication it has plans on selling weed. The Manhattan Arena is covered by the state's Clean Indoor Air Act, which prohibits smoking or vaping indoors. But the New York law that legalizes cannabis in 2021 allows for licensing of lounges where weed can be served by bud tenders. I've never heard of that in my life. Bud tenders. Much like the exemption for cigar bars and anti-smoking laws. See, the bigger picture here, fellas. In a freewheeling one-hour, 22-minute interview, Fagan also ranted about against, oh, well, whatever, all right. But anyway, so, but he's uh, predicting that you'll be able to go, which I got to say, it's pretty cool to go to the, one of the most famous arenas in the world, one of the best places to go see a concert. And one guy's grabbing a beer, the other guy's grabbing a hard liquor, and the other guy's grabbing a joint. Now, what the hell are they going to charge for a joint in Madison Square Garden? Think about that one. What are you paying, 20 bucks for a joint? A joint that cost them like a dollar? So they're going to charge like 20, 25 bucks for a joint? Anyway, why does MSG suck? Madison Stoner Gardens. Like it. I like it. Okay. You watch the snack treat food court sales explode from the munchies. Automatic, right? They smoke. 
halfway through the show, they're getting munchies. Lenny Pena says $29.99 plus tax for a joint at MSG. It will. Pizza sales will go through the roof. <laughs> that would be awesome to smoke weed at the game. Mwah. Uh, because the teams that play there are awful. Well, I mean, you know, that's all right. Wait, wait a minute. Aren't the Rangers having a decent season? You're, you're not being, I think you're not being fair. I think the Rangers are having a pretty, actually the Knicks are having a good season too. I'm so used to the Knicks sucking, but uh, the Rangers, I think are having a good season, right? Let me see. Where are they in the conference? Yeah, they're third, man. Yeah, so they're 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 doing good, and the Knicks are doing good this year. Actually, they actually are doing all right. Knicks are fourth. So, there you go. Anyway, uh, we are out of here. We thank David Dwork. We thank Ira Winderman, Manny Navarro. If you missed any of those interviews, you can catch them there and just rewind or of course sean stanley will be posting that and other segments here on the channel uh we thank sean stanley the man the myth the legend that masters this entire platform we will see you tomorrow morning at 10 a.m y'all be good out there we'll see you same time same place same bat channel